almost 90, but it's not even just that. It's the sun and the humidity. Yeah. What you need is a crop top. A crop top? I should turn this into a crop top, yeah. There's um, an article in the New York Times today. It's sort of like a moral panic thing about the crop top. <laughs> what? I do love to have my big belly out in a crop top in public and people just be so uncomfortable. You're like a guest. Oh, yeah, I love it. I uh, fucking I love it. Although I will occasionally see that one fat girl that's like looking happy, you know? Yeah, yeah. And she's like holds up the, the fist of solidarity. Yeah, she just knows. She's still, she's still staring. She's like, uh, she's trying to figure it out. But I like to think that after that, she goes and crops one of her tees, too. Yeah, yeah. You inspired her. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Well, so. Look at this! Look at this shit world. What's a soft belly out gonna do? God <laughs> damn! A little soft belly for the people? Shit! Hell yeah, yeah. Might as well get your bellies out. Shit. Why, yeah? I get my tone out every once in a while too. Yeah, yeah. shit. Are you guys recording? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's good shit. Been recording. <laughs> Oh shit! Hold on, I got get. Let me get my L eight. I left it over there. Oh man! Bras it's in the parks, hot. skivvies on Fifth Avenue. Is this the logical endpoint endpoint of increasingly blurred distinctions between public and private? Um. But Wait, is this the crop top thing? Yeah, but for all I can tell, it looks like a it looks like a dude wrote this, which is kind of interesting. It's it's another classic entry in the like I don't want to be horny. Stop making me horny. <laughs> <laughs> a guy wrote a hit piece on crop tops in the it New looks, York Times. I'm just that guessing. sounds about right for 2021. Yeah. COVID, yeah. COVID cases are surging again. Hospitals are having to turn people away, but the crop tops. You got flooding, heat waves, but the crop tops. <laughs> the crop tops, yo. Unprecedented. Just uh, pure chaos. Crop tops, they gotta go. <laughs> totally. Listen, before we even get started, I gotta tell y'all that Ivy Park's dropping at 2 o'clock exactly. I got an alarm set. I already got my bag filled. I just have to hit... God, you're worse than me. <laughs> So just so you know, at two o'clock, I'm gonna have to do a little. You ping. gotta dip the fuck. Out. <laughs> you know I'm what I mean? Just do it. It'll be live. It'll be part of the show. You'll get to see me order my mm. Ivy Park bathing suit. I don't even. When I was on my hot beast shit, I used to do that. I, there's so many work calls over the years. I was like, yeah, I gotta bounce at eleven. It actually I gotta bounce at ten. Supreme was coming. <laughs> when these J's drop, yeah. Yeah, or Nike sneakers was dropping something. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. He's got me. Well, I mean, Jeez, man. Um, well, you'll be excused. Um, but do you even have to leave? This is the beauty of podcast. Do you no, even have to no, leave? I'm not going to leave. I'm just going to have my phone up. I see. Why hitting, you order it? Hitting purchase. I already have. <laughs> I already have my cart full of what I want, yeah. and I have an alarm set. I already have my money set. Like all my shit saved. I'm ready to go. You're not It'll worried ju- that's going to sell out in like minutes. It will. I've done this multiple times, and I never get everything in my cart, but I always get something in my cart. Shit, I should learn from you for the sneakers. And I'm just well, the sneakers. I tried with the Nike. That's a whole other. (laughs) The the issue. I think that there's an algorithm, and I order a lot of Adidas, so I think they give me. I think they give me stuff. Your favorite, yeah. Well, because I order a lot of Adidas, but uh, 
I don't know how it works, really. But with the sneakers, remember, I tried to get them Valentine's Day uh, oh, issue. Yeah. You have no luck. I clicked the second, the very sad. I watched the clock tick down. See, I'm going to show you all. The, see, it's 51 minutes. <laughs> click it lying. down. It's, it'll just be a trip. bit. No, I'm not going nowhere. I'm just going to be sitting here, and y'all will get to hear in real time what I got out of my cart. <laughs> this is a lesson in commodity fetishization, kids. Don't do it. I'm sure the uh, the 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 intersection between the Trill Billy's listeners and the people who like Ivy Park shit, they'll be excited, yeah. Yeah, well, those twelve people be right. There's got to be like twelve at least. Yeah, exactly. I love them. I, and I, there's there's a small Venn diagram overlap of uh, drag race fans yeah. too, and they always hit me up and they're like, "Oh my god, can you believe Bimini? Holy shit, did you see that <laughs> lip sync?" And I'm like, "Fuck." <laughs> so yeah, hit me up. Those few drag race fans that are also <laughs> Trillbillies fans. I have to leave at two thirty because I'm doing something productive with my time, donating blood. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Me too. I'm going to donate blood today. And I, although I have a question, can I have blood drawn for medical purposes and give blood on the same day? After your weekend, I'd say probably not. It's not advisable. <laughs> I did have a COVID test. I'm COVID free. My COVID test came back negative. I did get a COVID test after my wild I, weekend. I would space them out. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we are in a national blood shortage. Yeah, but you only got eight pints, so <laughs> use it wisely. <laughs> and they take one yeah. when you donate. And then when you, I don't know, have dr- blood drawn. It just depends on what you're getting tested for, really. I'm so. trying to get some motherfucking ADHD meds, and they're making me do a whole bunch of blood work and everything. Can y'all just give me medicine? What's yeah. the problem here? Yeah. Women, grown women trying to get treated for ADHD, you might as well fucking just go jump off a bridge, bitch. Good luck. It ain't happening. Uh, right. Waiting on some beautiful boy to... <laughs> is, that that, uh, is that the killer? Inject me uh, with Adderall. Um, Tanya, I'm going to be honest with you. The last thing you need is Adderall. That's just my armchair diagnosis. <laughs> Listen, okay. They, if anything, you need a benzodiazepine of 12. Tom, it has an opposite effect on you if you're hyper, if you're hyper. No, the time. it doesn't. Yes, it does. does That's it make the it whole worse? fucking point. That is no. literally not how it works. Tanya, I, I swear to God, if there's a doctor that writes you Adderall, I'm going to take them before the American <laughs> Medical Association. Tom. And have their credentials pulled. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's I literally, right there. I literally would have to buy Adderall in college to even get anything done. Yeah. And still, at the time, didn't think I really had ADHD. I thought I was just a pill head. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're not Jury's out, actually. I do, like this, I do like this idea, though, that if you have ADHD and you take Adderall, it acts like a benzodiazepam and you're just chill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It chills you out. It focuses you. Bitch, I... Listen, I've, I've had enough di- diagnosis from you two armchair cunks. I'm not, no. Uh, fuck. I'm just saying. Uh, well, anyway, this is why they're getting blood work, I guess. Yeah. Well. Um, <laughs> Terrence, Terrence, you just like giving blood, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a national shortage. Y'all should all be giving blood. Everybody should be go giving blood. The problem is... They don't like my blood because I fucked men who fucked men, and there's all this. So you got bad blood, supposedly. Yeah, giving giving blood's very homophobic. Oh man, 
they literally ask you, have you had sexual relations with a man who has had sexual relations with the other man? I mean, we've had this conversation. I was like, Jesus. I need to, I might need to phone a friend here. I don't, <laughs> I don't have all the details. What's that other one they ask you if you've been to Machu Picchu? Yeah, it's like, actually, <laughs> Wales was on the list at one point I couldn't give because I'd been to Wales. Why, why is that Machu Picchu? Is that something with the elevation or some shit like that? I don't know. What was it, Terry? Is there like some sort of bacteria that it's like harmless, but it stays in the blood or something? I don't know. I don't know. That's not racist either. to me. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> yeah, it sounds, sounds like cool. race science. <laughs> sounds like race science. <laughs> oh yeah. These are, uh, don't worry, these are just calipers we're getting out here. This is, this is standard. We're just going to put it up to your head. Hmm. Um. Well, it's like you may be of Mediterranean descent. <laughs> <laughs> Air quotes around Mediterranean. <laughs> oh shit! Well, welcome to welcome to the Trill Billies. I thought I was thinking this. Is that our host Shelby Foot? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking it would be funny if we're gonna have like billionaires going to space, like. Why can't we have like a you know, like sort of like Delta Planter class billionaire at least you know? But I mean, because if it's gonna be like this, let's at least make it interesting. You know, on this propitious occasion, <laughs> with the moral rectitude befitting a gentleman of my persuasion, <laughs> the frontier has been abnegated. You know, that kind of stuff. That would like he's be... going to have a twirling a mustache with a monocle, but in space. <laughs> I mean, his ass did wear a cowboy hat. Did he? That's true. He did. Yeah, he come out of that rocket and put on a goddamn cowboy hat. Well, we forget. he's. Uh, you find out you're kin to George Strait, and you think you can get by with anything. God Bezos is kin to George Strait? No. Yeah, he's George Strait's cousin. No. I don't buy it. Isn't that a disappointing revelation? Wait, who is George Strait? Ah! <laughs> Stop it, Aaron. If there's a plane or a bus leaving Dallas. There's a George Strait song. There's a singer-songwriter. Out of the clear blue sky. Out of the clear blue sky is a George Strait song that could be... Con- did you, did, you, Aaron, did you ask if he's a singer song? <laughs> yeah. <God laughs> he started singing Aaron. a song. You're know. in Georgia, Aaron. I've uh, got to forever refer to George Strait as a singer song. <laughs> 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 singer songwriter George Strait. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Mm. Uh, well, known well. as the king of country. George, how many hits does he have? Did he's you Google like him and it said he's the king like of country? Anybody, right? it, that's what Wikipedia says. He's the king wow. of country. Wow. He paid somebody good money for that. I no. think Willie Nelson, my personally, is the king of country. Yeah. Um, well, okay. Although, I- a brave take I've decided this week is that Pistol Annie's might have the best country album of all time. Interesting. I don't disagree. I've never heard it, though, so I don't know. Well, yeah, I guess you can't. I guess I can't disagree. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, okay. Uh, So I wanted to talk about that today. 
There's a whole lot of things in there we can talk about. The whole. You wanted to talk about the king of country today? I wanted to talk about the king of country, yeah. Um, But first of all, before we get there, um, I did want to kind of take a victory lap. It's a victory lap over something that is very bleak. But um, a few, I think it was, what, is it earlier this year, Tom? We did an episode on Patreon about... It, yeah, it was it was at the end of last year's October 2020. We did an episode about that plot to kidnap Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer, and yeah. our oh, they finally get her. They finally got her. <laughs> <laughs> Congrats, guys! <laughs> you did it. Shout out. Um. Uh, basically, our we did this whole episode, and it was basically like I would be very uh, suspicious or wary of 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 this because, like, it seemed to us at the time like the FBI perhaps had not just infiltrated this group, but probably encouraged them to do it to oh go along with it. Um, but you know, that was just speculation on our part. We had literally yeah. zero evidence for that, other than the past. <laughs> Other than, other than just other reputation. Than all the evidence we've ever received about the FBI. Exactly. Um, there were right-wingers, right? There were like alt-right guys. But, um, you know, and so we took some flack for it, of course. I think some people were like, you know, um, you know, these are alt-right people. Uh, they don't deserve our sympathy. And they don't, necessarily. Mm-hmm. But... However, um, so as this trial plays out, there was a big thing released by BuzzFeed earlier this week that went into like all the court documents. And wouldn't you know it, according to these documents, um, an examination of the case by BuzzFeed News reveals that some of the informants, there was at least three embedded in this group, and one of them was an, an actual FBI agent, acting under the direction of the FBI, played a far larger role than has previously been reco- reported. Working in secret, they did more than just passively observe and report on the actions of the suspects. Instead, they had a hand in nearly every aspect of the alleged plot, starting with its inception. The extent of their involvement (laughs) raises questions as to whether there would have even been a conspiracy without them. Shocking. Wait, okay. Terrence, I have to to ask. Have you had a Google alert set for this this whole time? (laughs) Um, no, actually, so, you know how you have fans reaching out to you about Drag Race? Well, I have fans reaching out to me and saying, you guys were right about this. <laughs> oh, our loyal. Okay. How about that? Um, Wouldn't it be funny, though, if, like, you know, the FBI, the authorities were the ones that actually wanted to kidnap Gretchen Whitmore? <laughs> and, like, you know what I mean? It kind of, like, engineered this. What's her like, deal? Really she, I don't go. know shit about her. I can't remember back that far. I'm pretty sure I was even on that episode. She was briefly, um, she was briefly like sort of floated as a potential VP candidate for Biden. She's like pretty, she's uh, like liberal. You know, she's just like your sort it, of run of the mill lib. Yeah. Um, but um, so an this, FBI, an undercover FBI agent, encouraged her kidnapping. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> you know what's wild? They could have fucked around and got her killed. <laughs> well, like, yeah. very easily. Those motherfuckers had like guns and shit. The of thing is, they do. these these guys are 
from all appearances, these alt-right guys are totally inept. Well, not only are they inept, they had no training of, as to how to actually pull something like this off, but they're also broke. They had none of the money for any of the like explosives or any of the stuff that the FBI said they had. The FBI just basically <laughs> floated them the money. It also paid... One of the informants was a former veteran of the Iraq War. They paid that guy over about $60,000. They even bought him a car. The FBI bought him a car to be an informant. Wow. This guy was... For a while, the second I, in command of this group, but then the then the person in command of the group. So basically, yeah, the FBI basically paid a guy to hatch this plot, and then it just ensnared a couple of other people into it who are basically idiots. I, and uh, I'll, inf- I'll, just, I'll snitch on liberals take- for sixty grand in a car. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing it for less. Um, wait, so this is so hard to understand. So they spent all this money and resources. To entrap two dumb rednecks. That's it. It's like six dumb rednecks, but yeah. So now those six dudes are going to jail? Yeah, they're probably going to get the book thrown at them. I mean, because a lot of people are watching this as a sort of test case for the January 6th stuff. Because there's some parallels in the sense that like these guys, a lot of them were involved. I don't know if you guys remember this at the beginning of the lockdown last year. A lot of these guys were involved in the storming of the Michigan Capitol building. Yeah, mm-hmm. over the mass stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that, and then, um, so, so a lot of people are watching this as a kind of like test case for that. Like, is this going to hold up? And 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 there is speculation. And honestly, at this point, I'm, I I fully believe this. I totally understand. If you don't, though, the audience and my co-hosts, I do fully believe that the January sixth Capitol siege was probably an FBI plot gone wrong as well. A million fucking percent, dude. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's that's not a controversial take at all. You think they'll they you think they'll eventually come out with that? <sighs> I just who who the fuck? No, knows. they'll bury that deep, 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 deep. Yeah, yeah. That's just one you're gonna have to take on faith. But see, my thing is like it it gets so confusing where it's like. If they weren't provided, if these like people weren't provided with the like material support and like the money to carry this shit out, like it would not have happened if it wasn't for the FBI. So it's just like, well, whose fault? Like, who's really here to blame? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the FBI is the one that wanted to assassinate Gretchen, Gretchen Whitmore. You know what I mean? You know, like, and probably AOC in the Capitol. Yeah, you know, and if it um, happened, it happened. If it did, it did. It's just like, well, you can't really trace it back to us because you know. Yeah. Well. Go ahead. I mean, it, they've already, it's not enough to print, pin it on the president. Do you know no. what I mean? It's like... Yeah, yeah well, I, I think... Anyway, I listened to one of the episodes y'all did last week when I was out. I can't remember which one, but I tuned in to see if y'all wished me a happy birthday, which you didn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I did well, hear... You know what? Man, wait, 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 wait. Wait. You know what? I didn't get invited to the party, so uh, no, oh, yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to wish you a happy sorry. birthday. Let's talk about that for a second. <laughs> it was ghouls and gays only, boys. I'm sorry. Um, wow. Sorry, wow. not sorry, but listen, I, I heard Tom say that recently Trump said his only regret was not lowering the flag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, I couldn't take that. I had to pause it. Uh, the whole processing of that. Amazing. 
You know, it's, I mean, it's not funny because obviously these guys, like, I mean, this is what, you know, the NATSEC state does is just lures patsies into ruining their lives to meet their little weird chess game ends in the world. But it is kind of, kind of funny that those guys that, like, for, for guys that pride themselves on hating the government and everything, they really got worked pretty easily by them. Right. Well, um, at no point was Gretchen Whitmer's life actually ever in danger, though. They tipped her off three weeks prior to the planned kidnapping. Like, they knew, mm. like, the FBI did. Like, the whole thing was engineered, you know, sort of constructed from start to finish. These yeah, guys pretty be- controlled. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, there was some part, part of this, though, I thought was pretty fascinating because, you know, I was telling you they paid the guy, like, 50 grand... And they bought him a new car and everything. I didn't know this, but between 2012 and 2018, the FBI spent an average of $42 million a year on payments to confidential informants. Um, so, I mean, there's a whole economy out there of, like, just snitches and rats. Fucking what are dark. the odds that we know a paid FBI or CIA <laughs> informant? I hope very low. Uh, yeah, I'd hope low, but <laughs> oh, very probably low. high. <laughs> Probably like the chances of what? Us knowing a paid informant. I had this conversation recently with someone because there's a couple. uh, I've uh, there are friends in Knoxville that think there's some informants in Knoxville, and I'm like, how much time have we spent having this conversation? And I wonder if any of them ever come to fruition. But I did remember a really uh, high profile one that a friend was really close to in New Orleans. That common. Remember right after Katrina. Not right oh, after, yeah. shortly um, after Katrina. That guy's fucking like, yeah, he was like the CEO over Common Bound or Common Dreams. I can't Brandon remember. Brandon something. I can't remember his yeah, last name. Yeah, yeah. He come yeah, out yeah, as yeah. an informant. He ended up being an informant, and now he does like fucking right-wing radio shit. God damn. When I lived in, yeah. so when I lived in Austin, Brandon Darby was his name. Um, That's it, yeah. He, he was from Austin, and he was he ran around in some of these same sort of anarchist, because I used to do this anarchist uh, pirate radio show at this like anarchist collective there and he used to run around there and I remember going to a coffee shop and seeing that guy's face on a like a cork board and it was like mm. D- if you see this man don't talk to him he's a snitch and all this other shit because like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh this was around 2009 when he finally got revealed to be like a snitch yeah mm. and that's what yeah. I was saying man I mean, but, like, again, like, none of this is new. I mean, the Black Panthers, you know, like, you have COINTELPRO. Yeah. Infiltration by all these, like, radical, you know, black groups from the 60s and 70s. So, I mean, it is not any funnier when it's, like, dumb rednecks, you know. I mean, no, it really isn't. I mean, a little bit. Some of these guys are pretty funny. The January 6th guys are pretty hilarious. But, I mean, it's the same kind of entrapment, you know, to lure people to, like, you know, these radical extreme kind of. You know, ends where it's like, yeah, man, I'm not sure that they would have done it anyway if uh, if they didn't have the means to do so, you know? Yeah. yeah. When a- I was, um, there's some Earth First stories, too. There's actually a really funny, like, you know, those weird-ass uh, folk songs. There's one called He Looked a Lot Like Jesus. Have I told y'all about this? <laughs> no. And it's a girl. A girl wrote this song and recorded it about uh, her falling in love with an informant and him, like, getting her. She, she spent 10 years in jail over trespassing and some bull, you know, trashing a fucking bulldozer or some shit. 
She's like, he looked like Jesus. He had long hair and a beard. <laughs> we've got we've got some some uh, good feedback. We need to start a little mini series about like draconian punishments. I mentioned this on the last episode, and some people hit me. I was like, yeah, you, sh- you should run with that. But that would be like a good example of like that type of shit. You know what I mean? You know, um, yeah. Uh, apparently, dude, there's good money in being a fucking snitch. Um, read this part right here. It says, one longtime federal informant has allegedly hauled in some $4.9 million in government payments over the past two decades. God you could become damn. a millionaire. It's a snitch economy. <laughs> yeah, this, Four, what, this is incredible. one person made 4.9 million snitching. One what? person. God damn. What the fuck? Wow. Uh, damn. I yeah. wonder if there's any people who become millionaires snitching with you not in Kentucky. <laughs> oh, those people all got fucked. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them got straight up murdered. They did. Some of God. them got murdered by the cops. Uh, some of them got murdered by other people. Um, yeah, the people they snitched on, their families. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I came out of my uh, house one time in high school, and my neighbor's tailgate had snitch spray painted across it. Damn. And my mom was like, well... If they were going to kill him, they done would have. That was a warning. Don't, <laughs> don't be a snitch. Don't be a snitch, man. Um, well, um, so I don't know. I thought that was an interesting story. Uh, it is very fascinating to see that it played out basically exactly how we said it did in the episode with incredible... Oracles. Here we yeah, are. Another one. Score another, another one. one for the Trillbillies crystal ball. Index. It really is a curse. It really is a curse to see the future because it's bad. <laughs> future ain't good, folks. I'm gonna um, go ahead and put. I'm gonna go ahead and put my next one out there. We're gonna find out that Pitbull is CIA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what Pitbull just do? Well, he's just doing on the Cuba anti-communism shit. But yeah, yeah. But I, I have a question. If we know that the feds have their hands in the entertainment industry, this is well documented, Mm. how does a middling rapper from Miami end up, (laughs) who's like, you know, not really attractive traditionally, or or even traditionally talented for that matter, end up as one of the biggest pop stars on the planet? Yo, I mean, name me a by- more a more unlikely pop star than Pitbull, and I'll yeah, kiss your ass. Dude, you're right. Yo, what if he's, like, going around giving speeches to, like, you know, anti-communist speeches, anti-Cuba speeches? Oh, he's been doing it. He's been yeah. doing it. I just posted a video on Twitter from 13 years ago when he was doing, like, the Gusano shit. He did, like, this little video of this, like, Cube, uh, this old Cuban man having a heart attack because a guy, a kid walks into his shop wearing a Che Guevara shirt. <laughs> oh my god! But he's not Cuban, right? No, Pitbull's Cuban. Okay. But yeah, but like you know, again. Lord have mercy. Just interesting. Yeah. I'm fully oh, with Lord. you, Tom. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Absolutely. Drag us into the cave. Well, Liz, before we get too far from this, how are the January 6th uh, proceedings going, Terrence? You keeping a watchful eye? Well, so, you know, they're trying to put together this, like, commission or something. 
I don't. I guess it's a commission, right? Like they're trying yeah. to. Yeah. Right. From what I heard, it's commission. Yeah. Yeah, and and I don't know. It keeps running into various roadblocks. Like I saw Kevin McCarthy yesterday say something about Pelosi. Like she's she's um, like oh well okay. So what I think what I saw yesterday was they put Liz Cheney on on one of on this commission, and this is apparently really controversial because like you know the conservatives hate Liz Cheney now. Um, but the libs think they're getting, you know, like this is a big win for them. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's yeah. pretty fucking stupid. We're, we're never going to know. We're never going to find out the truth. It doesn't matter. The fucking feds did it. I mean, well, and Trump. You know, you know who knows the truth of Trump? I was about to say, man. You know what he said? Uh, he said that uh, the cops and the uh, the people there that were protesting, uh, they were hugging and kissing, quote, is what he said. So... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He said, he said, you haven't seen anything like it. They were hugging and kissing. Just like in Trump's mind, it's just like when two groups of people get along, they hug and kiss. It's so Uh fucking funny. That's what he fucking does all the time. Yeah, he always says that. (laughs) The hugging and kissing, folks. It's so weird when his mind drifts to his like homoerotic fantasies. I know, I know. Beautiful boys, great bodies. Oh, my God. Generals, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or handsome generals. There was a booming Trump store in Pigeon Forge. There is currently a booming Trump oh, store yeah. in Pigeon Forge. I, I was pretty surprised. But that whole area is really starting to turn toward just Nazis. It's really taken over Gatlinburg, <laughs> guys. I don't know what to say about it. But, uh, yeah, it's like really right wing down there. But, um yeah, a very active Trump store. And I saw many Trump... 2024 shirts in fact i had a little run-in with a granny would at the pool would you like to hear about it yeah yeah these these girls were handing out popsicles at the pool mm-hmm. free popsicles like girls that worked at the hotel and we were all getting popsicles and this granny runs up in a red trump 2024 shirt <laughs> and i was just you know violently high about noon <laughs> and i said Free popsicles are communists. <laughs> <laughs> and Granny. You're about to get this lady a heart attack. Because <laughs> literally this woman's over here handing out popsicles to us and these kids next to us and this Granny beeline straight for the free popsicles. And I was like, Where, who do you think's paying for these popsicles? Anyway, I yelled that and my friend next to me said, Tanya, we're at a resort. <laughs> <laughs> That is just that's that is all you need to know about the weekend I had. Really, the dumbest ship imaginable. But honestly, the the hope that there is even going to be a twenty twenty four is really. (laughs) You mean period? uh, yeah, period. Yeah. In general, oh. that's honestly that the audacity, the the yeah. gumption. You know yeah. what's really dark? I didn't right. I didn't find this out until a couple of days ago. I didn't realize this till a couple of days ago. But we are coming up on the 250th universe or the 250th anniversary of America in 2026. They're gonna have, oh and God. they're they're planning these major events. You know what I mean? Like oh there's like a, a government commission and everything. You mean and, a major event like a war? <laughs> <laughs> they're planning a war, a war to commemorate. Yeah, that sounds right. 
commemorative World War Three to celebrate the 250th year of America. So they've already hit us with the germ weapon. What's nuts? What's for an encore? Chemical weapons? Yeah. <laughs> fireworks show. Ultimate fireworks show. Oh, fuck. Woo! Um. God. Well, okay. So, uh, next thing I wanted to talk about, probably the big news from this week. Um, our, you know, billionaire overlords have decided that space is the new frontier. Um, this is not for any, like, research, scientific purposes or anything like that. This is purely for what they're calling, what, celestial tourism? This is space tourism. Um, uh, I think it was last week or a week and a half ago, uh, Richard Branson went to space on some weird-looking plane, um, and then earlier this week, Bezos went to space on a um, dick-shaped rocket, and I did <laughs> find... A I did Yes, I did find out why. So, apparently, it is shaped like that because the the head, the dickhead to, in the top... <laughs> in order to <laughs> the penetrate... For our friends in, yes. in Britain. Outer space. The bell-in. Um, it, it can detach... Um, just like every man's penis, the head comes off, and of if there's a malfunction in the rocket, it can get away from it. So basically, they did it. I mean, Jeff Bezos had to fly up in a dick-shaped rocket just to stay safe. Like that was basically the bargain he had to make. You know, they're like, "All right, Jeff, you can go to space, but um, the rocket's gonna look really fucking stupid." <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way we can keep you safe, right? Um, and, uh, so I don't know. There was, um, the funniest part about this though was like Bezos coming back and, you know, he's, he's a fucking idiot. Right. And he, but he, he like had, which I'm sure every person, if they were to go to outer space and look back down on the earth, they would have some sort of profound sort of yeah. almost quasi religious experience. And so Bezos did and he came back and like you know you could tell that in his like you could tell that in his own stupid fucking way he had been profoundly affected in some way and like what he said was uh what what did he say he was like there's so much more no i'm kidding what he said <laughs> he said he's he said that we're gonna have to move our all polluting industry into space to keep this beautiful gym <laughs> Jesus, yo. <laughs> Apparently, we're thinking he was in a high, as high school valedictorian. Like, he talked about, um, like, building these, like, space hotels. Um, and this is under, like, or this is in college. I think this is under the guidance of some professor who had this idea for space colonization where you have these hotels orbiting space. But Earth would be left, like, alone and pristine as, like, some sort of, like, like, national or galat like worldwide like park or something like that like global like park so <laughs> we wouldn't actually like nobody would live there but from time to time we would revisit to see you know where we came from and it would be left in pristine c condition assuming that all other industries had extractive industries had moved to space that's awesome so, yeah man that's that's it's awesome he uh am go ahead tom no, Bezos is like every rich dick that ever like went to a new country or a new resort for the first time and like comes back and just oh you got to do this like like and yeah. with no regard to whether your ability to afford it or not you know? <laughs> or if everyone should do that obviously everyone should not right exactly 
Yeah. yeah he, well, I mean, uh, the first thing he said was, we need to move all polluting industry there, right? And that was like... Yeah. Right. His very first words was, we need to take all heavy industry, all polluting industry, and move it into space. And I thought yeah. that was pretty funny. For There's like a weird synchronicity there, because I remember one time, years ago, I was tasked with the job of driving a Washington Post reporter around looking for like abandoned idled coal mining equipment around Eastern Kentucky. So you could like take photos of it for like a Washington Post story. And now the owner of that newspaper wants to take all that abandoned <laughs> idled equipment and put it in uh, orbit, you know, around Earth. Yeah, catapult it. <laughs> and how long was he up there? He didn't even get out. He didn't even get out of the car. He was up there. Right? <laughs> He, he he just he just he spent what did what is what they spend ten minutes? You like yeah, the whole flight lasted like ten minutes. He only spent like three minutes in in weightlessness in the atmosphere. Yeah, he was weightless. <laughs> this motherfucker spent ten minutes behind a window. All could have been simulated for all he knew. <laughs> this is like, the rich person way, you know. <laughs> all they gotta do is spend ten minutes doing something they think is cool, and then they swear, you know, they gotta foist that on everybody else. Yeah, yeah, didn't yeah. even get out of the car, yeah. and is ready to move every major industry in the U.S. Yeah. or all over the world <laughs> straight to space. Oh, pretty good. Uh, and well, did he? Did he also thank? Did yeah. he also thank? Yeah. All the Amazon employees. I was about to say. Yes. Let us not forget. Man, yes. For paying for this like vanity project, like this like midlife crisis that he had, man. It was very smart for him to stay out of the public eye for the last. How it, like he really wasn't in the public eye that much, right? He wasn't doing that much so. shit. Like he was keeping a fairly low profile for a well, billionaire. That's, that's, that's just called divorce. <laughs> <laughs> My man, and my man, like, cough up fifty bees. <laughs> oh, lose a half your fortune, yeah. And now, like he's he has just positioned himself as a premier villain. I mean, he, yeah, he already really kind of was, but he has stepped into the limelight now. Yeah, he really is like a comic book supervillain, man. He is like Lex Luthor, man, in a literal cowboy hat. Well, to bring yeah. it full circle, uh, not to divert us or anything, but. In Pitbull's address to the American people and actually the global community, he did say Jeff Bezos, comma, a Cuban-American, comma, could really help Cuba in their time of need. And he begged he begged Jeff Bezos for no less than 40 seconds to help Cuba, to SOS Cuba. What? So maybe that's why he came back, you know? Is Bezos a Cuban-American? His his dad is Cuban and adopted him when he was like four. <laughs> so I guess yes, He's but not by blood. Honorary <laughs> Cuban, yeah. Ooh. Um. Well, I mean, let me just kind of sum up so though, sort of like the commentariat's sort of views on this. Um, this is an op-ed in the Washington Post, also you know owned by Jeff Bezos. Um, <clears throat> opinion. The billionaire space efforts may seem tone deaf, but they're important milestones. This is by Ooh, a guy brave. named Miles O'Brien. Oh, that's <clears throat> a bad name. Yeah. Miles O'Brien. Um, on Tuesday, Amazon founder Jeff Bezos uh, traveled to space on his own rocket. He followed Richard Branson, who on July 11th became the first owner of a privately built spacecraft to take it for a suborbital ride. 
That's the that's the you earlier you mentioned vanity. I think Aaron, like this was mm-hmm. a sort of pure effort of vanity. That's what this was. Um, th- what they were both trying. They called this, you know, like the billionaire space race. They were trying to be the first person, uh, the first owner of a privately built spacecraft to take it into suborbit. Like mm. that, it's just the lowest. I mean, who the fuck cares? Well, I mean, like, what's the likelihood that these things will like explode upon, like, you know, like, uh, like I guess take off or whatever, you know? So if there's this billionaire like space race, I mean, go ahead, man, go do it. At some point, you know, at some point. <laughs> Give it a probability, you know. Something's got to go wrong. Here. Right. <laughs> I have really gutsy call uh, letting the only person with any, like, you know, interstellar space experience be an 83-year-old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a coin flip that motherfucker was going to come back or not. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Yeah. You know, um, uh, another thing, though, is, like, Bezos took with him like this eighteen-year-old kid. Yeah, and this the kid wasn't he the son of a hedge fund manager yeah. dude or something? I mean, is he? Tr- wait, 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 wait. <laughs> so that guy, that kid's not like some like like the Doogie Hauser of astronauts. <laughs> no, no, he's just some eighteen-year-old beautiful boy that, <laughs> that Bezos took to space with it. Yeah, he's like yeah. That he's is like so a, creepy. He's like a son of a Swiss baker or some shit like that. He's a millionaire man. son, yeah. Yeah. So oh. you mean like somebody's daddy called in this birthday present? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I thought this kid was just like the star of like Space Camp or something. And he's like, <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah, he's worked over like a couple million dollars to be in space for like yeah another like three to ten minutes. I don't know. Oh my god. Well, yeah, that's, that's bleak. could be I've been reading a little too much esoterica lately, but I do think it is kind of a, <laughs> I do think it's kind of an interesting symbolic thing that the guy's last name is Damon. I mean, it's kind of, it's kind <laughs> of fucking the, sus. It's kind of weird. You mean the kid? Yeah, that's his last name. It was Damon. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. It's, you mean, mean like Lucifer? Yeah. Like the, like the Omen type shit? Yeah. But in space? Yeah, Damien. <laughs> Well, hey, actually, the omen does open up with like that, like you know, like the astronomers at the Vatican. Yeah, <laughs> to the st- that's. Oh. Hey, I'm just saying, that's not a weird parallel to draw. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, Miles O'Brien writing for the Washington Post: the idea of billionaires reaching deep in their pockets to fund their own gold-plated bungee jumps may seem frivolous and tone deaf. Given the aching wealth, <laughs> yes, yes, it does. Actually, <laughs> actually, yeah. Just, just let me stop you right there. <laughs> Given the aching wealth disparities and environmental catastrophes confronting the spaceship we all share, Earth, it's hard to stomach mm. such a narcissistic spectacle. <laughs> um, but uh, you may not live love them, but the billionaires behind these private sector efforts have both the resources and the impatience with government bureaucracy to put Americans back in space where they belong. I don't know if Americans belong. Well, actually, that we probably do all belong in space on the sort of like moral cosmic. We do all probably need to be shot into space. Into space. We are making the world a worse place. <laughs> oh, um, man. I, I... Uh, anyway, keep going. 
They'll help the rest of humanity along the way. Solar power can be generated in orbit and with much greater efficiency and beamed back to Earth, and asteroids can be mined for minerals. We need to find cheaper, faster ways to launch sensors into space to help climate scientists quantify the calamity back home. Like, do we? We know it's bad. Bruh, why don't you just do... Why don't you just build solar panels on Earth? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's going to take decades, if not centuries, to do this shit. Yo, we don't have decades or centuries. You could just do all of that shit here. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's this weird thing where they like, it's almost, they suspend their own, um, you know, common sense capabilities or capacities. Like, no one in their right fucking mind thinks that any of this is for any kind of scientific... Uh, uh, endeavor or nah. or pursuit. The only thing this is for it is for vanity and profit. That's it. It's not like it's not like the 30s or the 40s. You know, a, a golden golden age science fiction where you at least you could say like these were like the fantastical like you know whims of like people who were futurists. You know, right? Who believed in like a future that we could all like you know uh, uh, share in. You know, technologically, this is obviously like like they're like the fact that they're going back to this like Jules Verne like you know like type elaborate contraptions when they themselves know that that shit is not possible man we're not going to be spending like tens of billions of dollars or even more to like build structures in space like right. we know that shit's not going to happen right now you know what i'm saying yeah absolutely i mean what did there was a quote elon musk had a few weeks ago it which basically just said that like it, what, what was it terrence that oh it was basically promoting like like space slavery (laughs) (laughs) like essentially we just need to start like slave colonies on the moon and mars well didn't y'all cover that like a while ago man talking about like how like like some people were admitting like who support this idea like yeah like it will be hard and like brutal for some people but it's for the greater good you know yeah well yeah people are gonna die doing this shit but like you know what else what else are we gonna do what it said the the space tweet was those who attack space maybe don't realize that space represents hope for so many people it's just like no not for me i mean a better world is what is was what i'm hoping for (laughs) hope he thinks poor people have hope in space (laughs) that's what he he thinks like poor people look up at the night sky and be like damn i can't wait till we get there fuck well he's not wrong because most like a lot of poor people find their only uh relief in thinking they're going to be in heaven one day yeah so he's not he's not too far gone right you know what i tell you i tell you if if by some stretch the imagination all this sort of you know fantastical shit pulls off guess what we're going to be doing there's going to be a uh you know it's miners aren't going to code they're just they're just going to be reassigned to do the same job but on the moon (laughs) (laughs) And it'll be, it'll be, there'll be so much valor in Mine in the Moon. Oh, yeah. Untouchable valor for Mine in the Moon. (laughs) We we say that kind of in jest, but do y'all remember like toward the end of Trump's term when there was like those articles coming about, about like, oh, who owns the mineral rights on the moon or whatever? (laughs) Just something I would just want to float. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I'm not planning on doing anything. Right. Right. Oh, my God. Well, um,. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, that's basically it. His point is basically that these are milestones for that reason. That it's more than just uh, tourism. Like this is a you know a milestone in that. Like I think one of these planes, I think um, maybe Richard Branson's, uh, was able to make the same flight within like two or three weeks, which is apparently sort of a big deal. 
um, in the sense that like when they take cargo up to space stations and shit, they, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I think that like partially what the more sort of like, um, you know, I freaking love science types who, who are totally, um, you know, willing to give capitalism the benefit of the doubt. Like, they, they have to couch this in their own, like, well, you know, it is kind of bad that there is starvation and poverty on the earth and the world is a boiling, but, you know, th- there are benefits to this, trust me. I know, uh, trust yeah. me, there's, there's, there's some benefits, and there's not. <laughs> there's nothing. What's curious to me is that Elon Musk is, is like the most infamous uh, billionaire sinking tons of money into SpaceX trying to get off a rocket. And his have only b- blown up, right? Yeah. yeah. His yeah. have only exploded. And then some. Then Bezos comes out of nowhere. I had no idea this motherfucker was building rockets or whatever the fuck he's been doing. I didn't know this. He just comes out of nowhere and just takes a little saunter around the moon and back and... I mean, what does Elon think about all this? Well, that's probably why he hasn't gone up. He's like, man, I don't know. My shit's going to blow up. (laughs) He probably, like, at the most base level, knows he's a fraud. You know what I mean? So he's like, (laughs) I ain't going to get up in that thing. (laughs) (laughs) And the first takeoff we see on TV of Bezos, he's in the rocket. He's not been flaunting. Unlike Elon, he's not been flaunting his mistakes on TV. <laughs> I'm sure he's blown a ton up himself. Well, but the thing is, it's actually an interesting distinction, Tanya, because weirdly enough, Elon has like little fanboys. They're annoying as fuck, and they're, they're totally weird. But he's got fanboys. Nobody likes Bezos. It's crazy. Yeah. Like there are no Bezos fanboys. And you know what the weird thing is? I mean, I'm not making a judgment call, but I mean, you know, gun to my head, I would rather hang out with Bezos than Musk. Yeah, well, it's one of the, I, it's also it's like how I, he, he, they put they put his dumbass on SNL. Who Musk or Bezos? Yeah, Musk. oh yeah, you're right. Musk, Elon Musk actually, was on I SNL. don't know. I take it. Nah, back. actually, I, I, actually, actually, I could see that because Musk seems like insufferable. Where like, like he would really try to make people like him, but he just can't. Where Bezos just seems like just like I don't even have to talk to you, you know what I'm saying? Like you're know. just there. Like he just seems also completely unlikable, but not that he would try to make you like him, you know? It's right. it's so hard to say. I I, I can't gun to my head. I would honestly that. probably say Musk. Actually, like there's something about Bezos that just it creeps um, you out. Gun yeah. gun to my head. I'm taking the gun. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a good run, boys. <laughs> See you in hell. <laughs> I right. know if it's uh, what's the game? Um, fuck Mary fuck, Kill. Fuck Mary Kill. You just kill yourself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> fuck Mary Kill. Richard Branson, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos. Yeah, kill yeah. yourself. You kill yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, kill. Hey, I'll start kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Uh, okay, my alarm went off, boys. Oh, this is your time. We is got it, five minute countdown. Is it, <laughs> is it time to carry on? Wow. Well, I don't know. I guess that's really about the the uh, extent of the old Bezos of the old Rocket Boys of the old Rocket Boys. Yeah. I thought you were going to write some t- some type of like October Sky situation about all this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Solomon Four. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, Should that was about the Solomon. In space. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. 
All I'm gonna say is I was watching that shit. Uh, I didn't even know it was happening. Uh, I was watching on the news, and I don't know, man. Like, like I really, really wanted, and I knew I wouldn't see it happen. But there was like this deep nugget inside me that really wanted to see something go wrong, man. Well, I think Everyone. a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people felt that way, which is fucking hilarious. I mean, like I was trying to will it into existence. Yeah, into exactly, and that's very powerful. But the the fact that he's still alive gives me great doubt in witchcraft honestly because we were all putting so much that's what it was. very targeted intention into that motherfucker going Look what happened with trump. Look well, trump got covid you know well, also tanya another another demerit for the for the dark arts jeff hoops he building the grand patrician going yeah. off without a hitch and he's brought the marshall football team in for free labor <laughs> oh what? what did you see that story <laughs> what yeah no. jeff hoops he's got his... the marshall football team which have a movie written about them this ain't no normal well, it's football a different team. football team than that one that that team died <laughs> <laughs> well, he brought them back from the dead matthew mcconaughey is no longer the coach but he brought them back from the dead <laughs> Oh, fuck. He's got an, an army of the dead <laughs> building his grand patrician. <laughs> building the dra- Again, witchcraft. The dark arts have turned on us, friends. Yeah. What? Well, you- How is there a football? Was this for a publicity stunt? Like, oh, what is, here what? we go. He's, a, he's, a, he's from Huntington, so he's like a big Marshall University sports booster. Oh. And he wow. had the Marshall football team out yeah. doing free labor at Look, the Grand Patrician hold this on. past week. I've got the Jesus story Christ, right dude. here. So for those that don't know, Jeff Hoops... I cannot process this. Yeah, I've got the story right here. For those that don't know, Jeff Hoops was the coal mine uh, owner of the coal company that um, shafted its coal miners and didn't pay them, and they signed up a... <laughs> They, they they set up a coal mine blockade on a railroad track in Harlan County. We did a live show about him and about how he's building this resort in West Virginia called the Grand Patrician. It's like Rome-themed. Mm. They're going to have like a miniature golf course there. They're going to have like a wedding chapel. Um, I think they're also going to have like a miniature baseball stadium or something. Um, here's and the- in our live show, we cursed his life. Well, that's what I was getting at. That's yeah. why it, right. you didn't you didn't do good. So, um, hmm. so yeah. So this is the uh, story: Grand Patrician Resort golf course coming along with help from Marshall football players. <laughs> help coming along with help, who, not um, slave labor, but help. I yeah, want to hear more about because he he's, who, he's claiming to put a, a rehab facility in there, right? Yeah. Oh my fucking who, god! I need to point out the entire Marshall football team died in a plane crash in like 1978. So okay, maybe our curse is working. Maybe Jeff Hoops is actually dead. This is a whole Beetlejuice scenario. Um, it's, it's the Beetlejuice football team. <laughs> the cr- the pandemic created some unforeseen hurdles for the Grand Patrician Resort, the multi-million dollar luxury resort being built just off the interstate in Milton. One of those was the worker shortage. Trying to find crews. I can't believe this. Trying to find crews to help push them through the supply shortages and everything else. However, with Jeff Hoops, the owner and developer However. of the resort... Used his close ties to Marshall to seek out people possibly looking for summer jobs, and he found them within the Marshall football team. (laughs) 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 The Grand Patrician needed help getting turf rolled out on the golf course, so for the past months, players like um, players like Nazi Johnson and 
Brandon Dayton go to conditioning in the morning and spend the rest of their afternoon working on the course. It takes a different person, really a different breed, to get up every day and do this, Dayton said. <laughs> Once they are finished for the day, they head back to practice in the evening. What? Bruh, <laughs> a different breed? <laughs> Listen Yo, to this. Listen to, to this. To turn football players to construction workers back to football players in one fucking day. <laughs> It says, I'll be in bed at like 8 p.m. every day because we're out in the sun like 24-7, it seems like, Johnson said. But they both yeah, wanted this. <laughs> yeah. They both wanted this opportunity to create something special for the community and tourism and also make some money and gain experience. Um, it's just crazy to me that this was, you know, framed as uh, a pandemic labor shortage story. It's like it, <laughs> and also, like, it's a community, like, we're building something for the community. Yeah, yeah, and these these kids get summer jobs too, you know. <laughs> yeah. While they're at it. Well, I mean, this is this is not particularly new in the coal fields. I mean, UK basketball players used to go like work in the coal mines in Eastern, not like as miners, but like you know, basically it was like all these coal barons in Eastern Kentucky wanted to show off like I'm a friend to the program, so they'd have like you know uh, Sam Bowie and. Uh, Melvin Turpin and all these old UK guys go and uh, you know just do like little bullshit jobs in the coal mines and my my favorite story possibly apocryphal of that period is that Sam Bowie who was famously drafted ahead of a guy named Michael Jordan <laughs> broke his leg in three places in Maynard Hogg's coal mine when he flipped over a three-wheeler that dinner bell Mel Turpin landed on top of with him God damn it. so the reason behind Sam Bowie considered the NBA's biggest bust in history may be because of some activity like this. Yeah. I mean, oh, could be the same with these guys. I mean, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know, man. That's crazy. Oh, man. Um, well, I mean, I got to be honest with you, Tanya. I was never big on the dark arts myself anyway. So, But I, I, I knew it was your thing, and I was just being nice. You know, I was just being deferential. So, Well, I don't need your niceties. We, <laughs> we, we support your... We support... Uh, we're ecumenical. That's right. Well, it's still all I got, so I'm not turning away yet. Hey, Tanya, I'm sending you all that dark love and dark energy, man. I'm still with you. <clears throat> Thank you. Speaking of dark love and dark energy... Uh, the Paula Jean Swearingen tweet has 666 retweets right now as we speak. Oh my god. Look, just for posterity. Hell yeah. There we go. Oh my god. So I have to bring this up, but I'm just, this is this is some light teasing. I'm not going to slam Paula Jean or whatever, even though Paula Jean has been very mean to us on Twitter a few times. Really? Has she? She's been a little chippy with us at times. Fuck off, Paula. She said... Nobody should be in government until they survived on a ramen noodle and or pinto bean diet. Okay? <laughs> and this is just, you know, run of the mill. This is pretty commonplace in the Appalachian, like, activist scene or whatever. Like, yeah. common, we're poorer than thou shit. You know what I mean? She's mm-hmm. taking it quite a step further, though, no? <laughs> oh, she's not letting anybody have any ground here. And these, so people have replied to this, to this tweet, okay? People are into it. That's hilarious. People. Yeah, not letting anyone have any ground. Just like drew the line at ramen and beans. Yeah. <laughs> if Somebody you ain't never fuck on a bare mattress, then you're not allowed to be. <laughs> so, yeah. Somebody named Peach McDougal said, the store brand mac and cheese diet count? Question mark. 
Paul Jean Swearingen, the arbiter of poverty, said, Not if you don't have a store within a 50 mile radius. <laughs> Uh, uh, at Shoes, Cat, and Dad, Mr. Charles Sharange said, What about the whatever was left over from the prom wedding party I worked tonight and took home in foil from the kitchen diet? Paula Jean says, That's good intent, but most poor people can't afford to party, which is bullshit. <laughs> if, if anything, <laughs> definitely bullshit, bro. If anything, poor people are going to find a way to party. <laughs> For sure. Oh, my God. But the other thing was, shit. this guy wasn't saying he was partying. He right. was saying he, he was working a party. <laughs> <or whatever. laughs> he clarified. Charles clarified. He says, no, I was saying a party I worked, not one I attended. <laughs> Nothing like surviving off of leftover buffet stuffed chicken breast for a week from the prom you worked Friday night. So, like, these are people just, like, trying to, like, find common ground and kind of bro out with Paula. <laughs> yeah, right, Literally. Right. Yeah. Just similarly diseased people. <laughs> Paula says, poor people can't afford to party. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> At Tiffany McNeely one, I vote greed on Twitter. I say we make them sleep on the streets during winter as well with no blankets. Oh. Trust me, it sucks, but I feel it gave me an insight that not a lot of people have. Riding a bus to stay warm was my only option. There are too many people who have to do this. Apologies says, the not on my watch. <laughs> How heartless when coal miners' families don't even have streets to sleep on. They're floating in space because they're mining the goddamn moon. <laughs> no streets to speak. Oh it, this is this. No is streets the, this to is, speak of. Yeah. Wait, wait. Yeah, is that what it said? No streets. Coal to miners' speak? families don't even have streets. To, <laughs> you, you, you at least have streets to sleep on. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have no streets She's down literally trying to own houseless people because at least I they have streets to sleep on. This might be the most deranged shit I've ever seen. <laughs> it really I'm, is. I'm going to be sweet. This is, this is fun. This no, it's is definitely deranged, yo. This is like, unbelievable. It's this like woman has a Netflix special, you guys. <laughs> Bro, it's like wielding your poverty like it's a badge of authority, man. Like, oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it's like if your life sucks, your life sucks. Like, this kind of shit, this kind of mentality, like, oh... Uh, you might have it bad, but you don't have it this bad. Like, that's the greatest impediment to any sort of, like, collective action. Exactly. Because all we do is sit here and, like, piss and moan about who's had it worse. But this is the coup de grace, the feather in the cap of this whole this whole thread. <laughs> <clears throat> At Miss Urban Jungle, Marie Gerard says, If you can't exist on crackers and ketchup packets, you don't know what it's like to be Poe. <laughs> To which, I'm just going to have to take it on faith that, that when she said Poe, she's from New Orleans or something. I'm going to have to accept that. Nevertheless, Paula Jean says, ketchup packets are not available in rural areas. <laughs> we don't even got ketchup, dude. We don't even got ketchup. Where the fuck was she raised? Was she raised some fucking, like... Some like goddamn like uncontacted island somewhere. Some hippie drum circle with, that doesn't allow sugar. 
Oh my fucking god. We don't even got ketchup packets. <laughs> ketchup packets are not available in rural areas. <laughs> like this woman is not letting anybody have have the problem. <laughs> Holy shit! I just love the thought of her sitting by her. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say she did this from her computer, from a, from a desktop machine. I love the thought of her sitting on her desktop computer, waiting for the replies, waiting to just stab them everyone. Nope, not here. Nope, not yeah. me. Nope, Mm-mm, just nope. deflating them. What if like, like, um, uh, you know, like my friend Hans, who like floated to Miami on a piece of fucking styrofoam from Haiti when he was a kid. <laughs> Like he's now just imagine him entering the chat saying that and she's like, Well at least you got styrofoam to float on now. Yeah, right. sure. <laughs> at least you got water to get away on. <laughs> yeah. Tom, has this all been in the last has this all been today or like in the last couple days? Oh my god. I think this is all today. This is I mean it's How it's far horrible. does this go? How far I'm does gonna this go? I'm gonna go ahead and say this. I miss Twitter, man, god damn. Like uh Oh, are you ba- are you still banned? <laughs> oh hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, they should they should never gave her they should never gave her Netflix. I, I wasn't gonna say at the time, you know, I was being ecumenical, just like I was with the dark arts. I support everybody. <laughs> I just want to be supportive. Now, of everybody. now, let's not lump the dark arts in <laughs> with Paula Jean. Come on, not with Paula, bro. Chill out, chill out. That's disrespecting the dark arts, man. <laughs> yeah, she sucks. Damn, so. She sucks pretty bad. Yeah. Where? What's too. the end of this? Where does she go? Where, where uh, that's that's just kind of where it went. Let me see if there's been any update to this, like on the actual post. Oh my god! This was a few days ago. I guess. If you have more than one pair of underwear, you shouldn't be ready for office. Oh my god! <laughs> Poor people don't wear underwear. Karen. Poor people don't have toothbrushes. Poor people are commando only. That's <laughs> fucking crazy. That is um. I have met a few people like her in my sort of organizing experiences. People who like think that their individual experience is universal, and then yeah. like they try to browbeat everybody if you deviated outside of it or had a different experience. Yeah. <laughs> Yo. Which Yo. is really a very that is like the centerfold of a conservative viewpoint. It's right. Just liberals are so indiscernible right. <laughs> at this point. Right. I'm ask, I, okay. She. Uh, she kind of came back and and posted, <clears throat> I'm not faulting inner city poverty. <laughs> it, it breaks my heart. Oh, she's listen, been listen called in. She's been called in. Listen to this. Imagine sleeping on the cold, hard ground. <laughs> oh, my God. In the middle of nowhere and feeling helpless, too. No shelters, no food banks, no transportation, nothing but isolation, no choices, no hope. How do we help people in rural areas too? Well, I mean, does she think that does she think that people who live in like Atlanta, who live in like food deserts, you know what I'm saying, who live in places where the city doesn't even come and pick up the garbage, like right. in South Atlanta, does she think that these people have it easy because they can get ketchup packets at the nearest <laughs> chicken taste. spot, like fucking two miles away? What the fuck, dude? She ain't never been to 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 South Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> God damn, bro. This is I'm inviting her. I'm inviting her. Oh yeah, yeah. This is this is our olive branch here. Oh my <laughs> god, Jesus fucking Christ! Just like someone telling her, like, what if you grew up in the occupied territories in the West Bank? <laughs> and she, yeah, she's like, well, we can't build walls here. We don't. We, our hills are. 
We have no cement to build walls. Actually, to support a wall. (laughs) (laughs) At least, at least you have territory to take over. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, Terrence knows as well as I do. Me and Terrence have spent a lot of time in the far most rural corners of West Virginia, as well as the, well, I said the urban areas. There's one of those, and it it probably isn't considered urban by most definitions, but. I will tell you this, there's not many towns in Appalachia you could go to that there's not like a Dairy Queen or McDonald's or something. <laughs> Absolutely. Like objectively, there are ketchup packets in the most rural <laughs> places in this country. <laughs> the ketchup packet test, man. Yeah, I know oh, some motherfuckers shit. live at like the headline fork and shit, but like you could get to you know a restaurant <laughs> if you had to, you know what I mean? Right. Fairly quick. Uh, that's the we test have... of poverty, man. Whether you can get chicken packets, ketchup packets in uh, <laughs> your vicinity. Man. I, man, well, the thing that drives me nuts about that shit, about the whole Appalachian activist scene, really and truly, I'll never forget this. It all started when Tanya uh, conned me into going to something called Power <laughs> Power Fest. Was it Power Fest? Shit. Power Fist. Power Fest. What was what was it called? Power, Power, Power Surge. It Shift. was a lesbian convention, Power Fist. <laughs> <laughs> what was it called? Power Shift. And I knew you were going to go here. Power Shift. I knew you were going to go here. I knew you were going to talk about. I knew. Won't well, let it go. The, what, when I came back home and dipped my toe in this shit, the first thing I saw was three veteran Appalachian activists that were sitting on this panel with all like these like liberal kids from Berkeley and wherever the fuck else, all over the country. And I only say Berkeley because I was wearing a, like a Berkeley sweatshirt that I found in a thrift shop. And then this girl, with, white girl with dreads, came up to me and said, Oh, did you know Berkeley's divesting? <laughs> and I was like, Oh, wow. Oh, for sure, man. Oh, for sure. <laughs> in this workshop, I saw three veteran Appalachian organizers sit on a goddamn podium. And they took a jug, a gallon jug of water that looked like somebody had like either pissed in it or put carburetor fluid in it. <laughs> and and like said, you can buy this at any gas station in the mountains. <laughs> like people like there's like people making money just bottling like orange water out of the creeks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, man, it's like, and the, shit, the shit's bad enough. You don't have to embellish it just to, yeah. like, right. try to get points on, like, right. you know, right. people in the city. Right. I right. once saw Dave Cooper <clears throat> uh, show up with, like, a bucket of rocks to say that he pulled these out of somebody's house because they had shot off of a string. <laughs> <laughs> oh, be goddamn. That's the inventor of the post-it note, folks. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my God. Oh, well. Uh, <laughs> they don't have ketchup packets in space, everybody, so we do know that. They don't have them there. No, um, not yet. So, uh, if you would like to support our fine programming here on the Trillbillies, <laughs> please go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, slash Party. We will take payment in the form of... Uh, American currency, spe- specie, and uh, ketchup packets. Um, so please go support us there. 
we're very bereft of ketchup packets. Yeah. I I have a parting thought is is space rural? <laughs> think about it we'll talk about it next week <clears throat> wow Dave, so. um, um terrence did you know that kentucky headhunters is playing wattsburg tonight i did i might go but i don't know how i'm gonna feel after i donate blood so i don't know i might use it as an excuse to be like ah, i can't you know i'm kind of feeling weak <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> I just want to hear Dumas Walker. That's all. Are you going to go? <clears throat> I'm not going to go get in a crowd of people. No, I've had my share of that this weekend, but <clears throat> I might go park close enough to hear Dumas Walker. <laughs> okay. Amazing. Well, if you Your make it downtown, yeah. If you make it downtown, let me know. I. Um. All right, everybody. Uh, please go support us on Patreon. Um. And go check out last week's episode as well. Very informative. Lots of good stuff there. Um, and uh, we'll see you over on the Patreon. Um, see you later. Bye. Bye.